Kane is in the building. That is Little Wayne featuring Drake on Right Above It uh, from the HBO series Ballers with The Rock. And uh, if you have not seen Ballers, uh, I think there's three seasons out. You need to watch it. It's a really fun show to watch. And speaking of Right Above It, we have got a great guest for you today. It's going to be Dave Weaver, Ice Gold. And I'm sure he'll give you that a few times uh, himself. Uh, from TVG. Uh, Dave, uh, I've known Dave since the 1990s at Hollywood Park. He's done very well for himself. Uh, He's a little wild character and he's a lot of fun to hang out. So if you ever see Dave Weaver out and about, tell him hello and uh, shake his hand. He's a really, really good guy. One of the real premier guys in the game. And as advertised, the man, the legend, Dave Weaver, Mr. Ice Cold. How you doing, buddy? Where did you advertise this at? Oh, uh, has advertised. I already did the intro. <laughs> so uh, I already teased them. We need to hear it. Ice Cold. What's happening? Nothing. Let's hear the Ice Cold. What, you want me to say Ice Cold? There you go. I usually have to have couple of numbers and and love a race to, to do it but for you no problem i i, I promoted it as um i've known you since the 1990s you and i kind of grew up at hollywood park together we did what you i think you started around 96 yeah i'm thinking 95 96 97 somewhere kind of mid to mid to late 90s doing the you remember what my first job was was you were working with programs, right? I was. I, I would make the program with Craig Peterson, and basically this is almost, I mean, it was like kind of like right when internet came out. Like a lot of it was not even electronic. It was manual input. So I would like type in the silks, you know, pink and turquoise sash, red cap, um, type in the morning line. Some of the stuff I remember would get imported. Um, but there was a lot of manual work to it, and then you would actually print out the pages, take it to the print shop. It's definitely not like it would be done today. Wow. Wow, Craig Peterson, great guy. How long did you work in the in the program section for uh, Hollywood Park? So I was there about three or four years, I'm going to guess. Um, I think I left in 1998, and... I started working in the mortgage industry. I was working with my friend Wade, who um, was doing loans, and there was money to be made in that in that market. And I, I kind of uh, had a little bit of an in with him to learn it. And I got my real estate license, and I became an official licensed loan officer. So I was doing I was doing pretty well in, in the mortgage industry. A, a kind of a, a break between working at Hollywood Park, and eventually working at TVG, which most people probably wouldn't even have realized. How did, um, how did TVG, uh, how, did, how did you end up hooking up with TVG? So my relationship at, at Hollywood Park is, is kind of what led me to TVG, because Tony Alivato, who ran yeah. the TV department at Hollywood Park, 
eventually became the executive producer of TVG, and he had to basically come up with a plan of how to hire people that were really good on TV, like Chris Harrison, who eventually went on and, you know, did the Gary Seibel. <laughs> Gary Seibel, a fantastic anchor and host of um, Drive Time and our early, uh, early harness and thoroughbred shows. And then kind of, but, but he was kind of the, uh, the exception to the rule. He was a very good TV person and he knew horse racing, but like Harrison yeah. didn't know horse racing. Ken Rudolph didn't know horse racing. Greg Wolf didn't know horse racing. Um, but Todd Shrupp, Matt Carruthers, Frank Lyons, those guys did. So it was kind of a mesh between people that knew racing and people that didn't know racing um, together. And I was hired not to be on air, but to be behind the scenes and help the people that needed help with research and coming up with questions to ask, coming up with statistics, coming up with um, you know information that they wouldn't otherwise have known on their own. So I was part of the um, the research department that we had, you know, probably five or six people at Golden, um, who does notes now at Santa Anita, was one of the uh, earlier researchers, um, you know, smart guys that, that knew how to get this information. And we would provide it to the TV people, per se, to make them look smart, basically. You know, it's funny. Uh, you and I have known each other that long. Back in 99, you'll get a kick out of the story. I was at Del Mar, and Tony Alavato, who I knew really, really well from Hollywood Park, came up to me, handed me his card, and I said, hey, how's your new job going? He said, great, you know, and everything. Call me some, call me. And he gives me his card. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe he wants to have a beer or something, right? So about three years later, I ran into Tony somewhere. And he goes, why didn't you ever call me? I said, a guy that goes out, goes and gets beers and stuff like that. He goes, what are you talking about? I was going to offer you a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, it, it, but it's really great to see how well you've done with yourself. You've always been a really good person for racing. You love the game. How did you get into the racing game itself as far as being a handicapper? And um, where did this ice cold come from? Well, this is, you know, um, to start uh, a sport that I've always loved because I grew up in Cypress, California. Um, I, I'm the second most famous person from Cypress, California outside of Tiger Woods. Um, sometimes I think <laughs> I'm on top, but no. Um, so, yeah, Cypress, California. It's exact. That. You know, you came in second. You're like nobody. We're about, we're you about know? the same age. I went to Cypress High. He went to Western, which is, is right down the street. But growing up in Cypress, that's where Los Alamitos Racetrack is built and has been there since the 50s. So 1982, 83, maybe. I was born in 74. So when I was about eight or nine, I remember going to the track. Um, then remember back then they had harness racing for about – five months quarter horse yeah. racing for about five months. And then they had the orange County fair where they would come and run thoroughbred. So I basically grew up on all three of those breeds. They even had Arabians and Appaloosas. And, you know, I could say that I grew up on about six different breeds. So I just always loved the races. It wasn't necessarily thoroughbreds or harness or quarter horse. I just loved to be there 
Um, of course, loved to make a few bets and just kind of got hooked when I was really young. And when I was about 14 or 15 in high school, I would go out there at night and sell tip sheets. So it would be, I mean, tip sheets, as you know, you've been in the business um, for a long time. It used to be huge. You know, back then there would be Baedeker's, um, Bob's card, Winner's, uh, Les's sheet at night for the quarter. So there would be four guys out there barking up the people coming in. Yeah, but get the tips over here. We got the winners. And I would just sit there and, and, and sell sheets at night for a few hours and make 10 or 20 bucks. And then I was set for the night. <laughs> you know, those those, those are, are the days. days. Exactly. Those are the days of the great California. How great was Hollywood Park in the nineties? Oh, I'm, I was that. I mean, I don't think I've found a, a meet that was as great as the Hollywood Park fall meet with the turf specials on Thanksgiving Day weekend. Remember that those? Was like the uh, Hollywood Turf Festival with the matriarch and the Hollywood Dirt. Oh. and everybody would look forward to that and, and i remember you know back in its heyday there was the grandstand and then i don't know how many people remember the Cary grant pavilion which is now basically that's what oh. ends up being the, the casino but i'd go to the pavilion and that's basically right on the on the clubhouse turn and get to see you know unbelievable turf horses racing like prized oh man was he a good one Yeah, right, right. I think that was you know, but I think uh, that was the, Clover Racing Stables. Right, Seagull and yep. Irwin. Wow, you're going back. We're going back some time, but uh, you know the beauty about you know, and I say congrats. I, every time you're on, I always turn on the mute button off. I put you on. I want to hear you. You're fun, and, and I've got to ask because I laugh all the time when you work with Todd Shrub, especially at Keeneland, because. Todd Shrupp like bulldozes everybody, you know, and you sit there and you get this little grin on your face like you just ate the canary. Tell us a little bit about what it's like working with Todd and Simon and Amos and, you know, and, and, you know, in those days and even coming to Keeneland for the first time for you, I think, last year or two years ago. Tell us a little bit about what, the behind the scenes, because everybody watches you guys. You know, especially with you and Shrupp, I, I sometimes I wonder you're just going to backhand them someone. You, you wouldn't believe how many texts I get during the show that says, "Why don't you just punch him already?" Um, from all of my friends, <laughs> just they're like, "Come on, just just do it." You know, everybody wants you to, but uh, you know, Todd's actually a real, real good friend of mine. It's it's just you know, it's just the way that we get along when there's races coming up. I like a horse. He hates my horse. He's the worst anyways, so it's, it's easy to come right back and, and take jabs at him. I'm, I'm on with him earlier or later today, actually. I'm, I'm going to head in a little bit later, and, you know, we'll see if, you know, how many jabs he's going to take at me and if I'm going to fight back at him. Usually he comes at me a little more than I come at him, so it might be time to step up my game and fire back a little bit more. But, you know, he's, do me a favor. For the, for the podcast listeners that are listening right now, tonight on the show with Todd, okay, I would like for you to look at him and say, I did a podcast with Bruno, and he was wondering why I don't take a poke at you. Absolutely. Can you do that? Oh, can you, yeah. 
Because I think our listeners are going to absolutely love But you know what that's going to result hear it. in? It's going to result in him taking a poke at you somehow. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. And that's fine at me. That's fine. You know? <laughs> Let him know beforehand. You know? That kind of thing. Tell, hey, Bruno said, you know, I need to take no, a poke at you. No, I'm catching you know? him off guard with this one. How, how, he, how he plays it off. But people always ask, who's the who's the one guy that you like working with? And you know, I I tell everybody the same thing. I I love working with everybody. There there's not one day. But that's you. Yeah, but that's there's you, not Dave. one day where I go, oh, that's I, you. I don't want to go because I have to work with this guy. You know, every day is great. I mean, well, um, I will have to say, yeah. I think I lost you there for a second, but um, I, I do have to say also on the, on the serious side, uh, you've been, you've been a really good friend of racing with Bruno and myself on the personal side, but you also helped us out. You brought on Brian Lazarica. You contacted me and said, listen, you got to get this kid on uh, Brian Lazarica. We both knew, we all know each other for 10, 15 years. And Brian Lazarica, you worked with him at TVG for a long time. He's our head of West Coast operations, self-proclaimed, by the way, uh, head of West Coast operations, Brian Lazarica here at Racing with Bruno with the Works. You love it that he actually gave himself a title. First of all, I don't know if I would uh, officially consider helping you out. I mean, come on, Laz, is, uh, as, as we all <laughs> He washes out the really easy. And you've known. I mean, I mean you've kind of had him. He is good. Now, come on. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. um, Needs needs a chance to kind of figure out what he's going to do with his life. You know, he needs constant (laughs) supervision. He's great. I know we're bad because Lass is going to be listening. So, you know, he's going to be, you know, you know, he's going to be doing those four letter bombs, you know, walking around the room in circles. If you met Laz, you'd love him to death. He's a lot of fun. Last summer, I had him all summer at Saratoga. Dave came and went, visited us for a little bit. Uh, we had a great time. Anytime Dave comes by, we, uh, we make sure we have food in the refrigerator. And we enjoyed having beers with Dave and having some steaks. And, and Dave's going to play this year with us on the Saratoga Handicapping for Horses. And, and Dave, you are going to actually donate your, your 50% of so-called winnings you know, if you win the tournament uh, for a really special charity. First of all, are you winning this tournament? Well, according to the morning line odds, I'm not because I'm uh, the longest shot on the board at 50 to one. But I, I I'm made okay you 80. I like being the guy that nobody expects to win and come in and after it's all said and done, they go, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> I think that one night you were at dinner and I think we blew up your phone. Uh, but uh, but no, it's all in a lot of fun. Dave, Dave, you're a good handicapper. I would have made you about eight to one. You know, I'll make myself eighty to one. I don't want anybody. Nobody's looking at me. I think they made me fifteen, twenty. You know, like, okay, it's all, all right. For, Bulletin board it's material. Cause and, and we're all going to have fun. Yeah, my my charity, and I'm a board member of this charity here in California. It's called the Sam Thompson Memorial Foundation. And it's it's similar to the PDJF, but the PDJF is helping out the permanently disabled jockeys. We actually are helping jockeys that aren't permanently disabled but might have had an injury where they're going to be out for a month or two and need some help paying some bills that are eventually going to be able to get back in the saddle that just need some, some temporary help and not 
help you know for the rest of their lives. So our our help is is small, um, but to those that are in need, it, it's not small. It, you know, it it feels like it's a, a big deal, and and we're glad to be able to contribute. And it's not just jockeys. We want to actually. Um, have a bigger outreach um, as the foundation gets bigger and we are able to have more money to help people with to start helping other people in need uh, on the backstretch aside from jockeys that uh, can come to us and say, look, I'm in a tough spot right now and I need help, you know, paying my electricity bill for the next three months, you know, small things like that, that, that we can help with is really what we're trying to do. And what is the, if somebody wants to check it out on, on the internet, uh, what is the web address that they can yeah, go to? Yeah, it is the, you know, actually, I just want to verify because we have, we have changed it um, from .com to .org um, over the years. So let me just get the uh, official one for you right now, and I'm going to pull it up. It's samthompsonfoundation.org. So, and by the way, are you doing calisthenics right now? Because it sounds like you're doing jumping jacks, and I know you. You don't answer. You need me to. Foundation.org. <laughs> <laughs> I think dot, dot com will steer, steer you there too. But it's yeah, I so think so too. The last time I exercised was probably when I had to walk up to the press box at Hollywood Park back in 1996 when the elevator broke. <laughs> How about at Santa Anita when they had that spiral staircase during an, an earthquake? That thing moved like 10 <laughs> feet, you know. But, uh, yeah, Dave and I reminisce a lot about the good old days of California. Dave, you being out in California, what's your uh, – without getting yourself in trouble, how do you see this? It's got to be really sad for you guys out there. I used to be out there. I'm not out there anymore, so it's a little diminished with me. But it's got to really be sad for you or just – depressing to see what's happening well you know we'll see where we're at um there there still are obviously a lot of questions to be answered and you know i'm not gonna put the horse before the cart and make any predictions of you know what's going to happen um at the next sanity to meet or where we're going to be five years from now so i'm kind of more of a, a, a wait and see guy and optimistic and hope that things actually do work out but nobody likes to have the state governor get involved and try to, you know, have the authority to to shut down racing at a particular track. So certainly, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit worrisome as to where we will be, but I'm I'm going to hold out hope that you know we have great horsemen out here, we have a great sport, we have passionate fans, um, we still have a lot of people that you know are very confident that that racing is going to be strong here in California. We go to Los Al this weekend and then we're going to Del Mar and then eventually we're going to go back to Santa Anita. But, you know, we'll have to see where we are six months from now. Speaking of Los Al, uh, moving into the handicapping side of it. Um, you, the, Los Al is your, your favorite track, I'd have to say, probably, right? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it's the, the track well, I've been to the you, most you, in my right, life, but yeah. sometimes you know, you start trying to go to other places. Like, for me to say that I like Los Al more than Saratoga would be a stretch. Well, for California racing right now, Los Al is the play. 
you know, for people wanting to play it. For a lot of people don't play LaSalle because they don't know it. Give us some ice gold tips that we can follow along on playing LaSalle. Well, first of all, now you have a double header card. So you have daytime racing and then you're going to have the the nighttime racing as well. So it would be it would probably be two totally different lessons if I was going to teach you how to play the quarter horses of night and how to play the thoroughbred during the day. But if we're just talking thoroughbreds, because that's what most of our listeners are thoroughbred fans. Yeah. I mean, the difference is between Los Al and the other tracks, a, they don't have a turf course. So you're going to have a lot of horses racing there that maybe have been running on the turf that are more or less forced. If they want to race during that meet to race on the main track. And those are horses I usually try to beat. Um, and then it's a huge stretch. I mean, that is, it's the longest stretch in America, over a quarter of a mile from the top of the stretch to the finish line. And despite that, you know, you would think, well, that gives all these closers such a, a long time to, to get there. Speed does well. I mean, speed more times than not will win races during that meet at Low South and the closers. Now, um, now we're going to only have a couple weeks there, and then we're going right. to go to Del Mar. Um, and uh, Del Mar would be a very interesting meet, depending on the the, uh, the 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 number of barns that are going to support the Del Mar racing in California. I have a feeling they're all going to show up, um, and I think it's, it, it's going to end up being a very good meet, um, as it usually is. I remember the days of the 90s and the early 2000s when Delmar was the king. Now it's Saratoga. Now you got a chance to, in the last couple of years, to. When's the first time you went to Saratoga? Uh, when my daughter was born, and she's six now. Uh, I was there. Yeah. I remember that. We yes. took her on a trip to Saratoga when she was probably only, you know, two or three months old. We, we went. So it would have been 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. You brought her up. She's adorable. I met your wife, and uh, I gave her my, you know, my condolences, you know, because of you. And uh, but uh, no, I remember that, and I remember you looked around, and said, "I love this." Um, Saratoga is different, isn't it? It is absolutely um, historical. Uh, the you know the the age of the building just makes your jaw drop, and just to think that the horsemen and the horses that have raced there over the uh, last hundred years and, and just the, the whole vibe of everybody there is there because they love horse racing. And that's not the case at, at, at Del Mar. They're there to just party and it's great that they come to the track to do that. But you go out at night a mile away from Del Mar uh, and there's people partying. They're not talking about what happened in the eighth race and who do you like tomorrow? You go a mile from Saratoga, pick any restaurant. What are people talking about? Horse racing. That's it. Racing. And, and, and yeah. I can't think of another track where, where that whole. I can say Keeneland yeah, is, like is great. And I, I've never been to Oaklawn, but that seems to be like a pretty close knit um, community during the racing season where I could imagine that probably being the case. But that, that's just the, the, the part that I love most about Saratoga is that, you, you know, you walk through those gates, you're, you're, there to, you're there to bet the horses. 
And you've been back a few times. I know you were back last year uh, doing some work out there. And you were, and you you spent a lot of time in Mama. Talk to us to a little bit about this, the sports betting uh, part of it that you're involved with. Yeah, so we actually have a sports book at the Meadowlands. Um, it's a FanDuel sports book, and TVG merged with FanDuel last year. So now we uh, have both horse racing and sports betting under our umbrella. And we started a TV show called More Ways to Win during the football season that I was a part of. Um, along with Lisa Kearney, who came over from ESPN, uh, Danny Kleppinger, Jason McIntyre, who does some stuff on Fox Sports 1. So we've got a really good cast um, to talk football. Well, when football season ended, we just kept on rolling. So two, two days a week, um, I'm actually not talking horses, I'm talking sports. So Wednesdays and Fridays on TVG2 at 8 o'clock in the morning Pacific time, we talk whatever is on the slate that day, baseball, Wimbledon coming up. Uh, we'll talk, you know, British Open next month. Football props, things that are already out there for, um, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. College totals are out now. Which team will win X amount of games? So it's really fun for me to, you know, I'm a gambler, Bruno. I just like to fire on on anything, and I think that's why people can kind of relate with me because I'm just like everybody else. I just like to make bets and and have fun doing it. And you're right about that. We do. I remember one time I came to La Salle to have a day at the races with you and Lazarica, with Brian Laz. And I remember we were sitting there, and I'm a little prima donna. I've got to have my big screen TV. I've got to have everything. And you and Laz were firing away with a little television screen that was 10 feet up in the air, and it was purple and blue. They were, you couldn't even see the colors. <laughs> and I'm looking at you two. I don't know if you remember that day. Do you remember that day? Of course And I'm looking not. at you two going, how can you I, – I, I, I can't even see the screen. I can't even tell what numbers those are. And you guys were running to the window. And, yes, you are. You, you, you love the game and you love the fire and you have this passion for it. And it does come across on television. Um, and and yeah, I really enjoy watching you on, on – so – on, on TVG, and tell me a little bit, what races are you doing today on TVG? Who, who so today, the, the big track is going to be Churchill because um, they have a Thursday twilight card. So we're going to focus on that. And they're closing this week, so they're going to have a mandatory pick six on Saturday. So maybe we'll take a shot um, in pick six today, perhaps. But that'll be the big track um, that, that Todd and I will be talking about today and getting, getting back to Lazarica real quick, because one of your earlier questions that I didn't have a chance yet to answer is where did the ice cold exacta come from? So Laz and I would always basically, um, use the term frozen. So you'd say like this exact is frozen, nothing else. It could be three, four. And, and somehow I ended up taking that and just, changing it to ice cold. I love that. It's actually kind of cool. Even on my phone, your ice cold Dave. Ice cold. <laughs> and I, you know, I'll, just be, I'll just be walking through a track and all of a sudden you'll just hear ice cold and I'll turn and, you know, who, who is it? Well, hey, what's up? But they, yeah, more people will call me ice cold than Dave these days. Yeah, that, that's great. You know, and, uh, you know, and it's just, it's a lot of fun to watch you. And you did some commercials on TVG, too. You did some acting. 
How did that work? How did that come I've about? I've done about three commercials now. Um, well, our, you know, our uh, our guy John Shepard that does all of our commercials does like to get us involved. Um, Todd's done some. Brittany, Simon, Mike, Matt. I mean, we all pretty much will 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 get involved. So the, the very first one that I did was when we started out a, de- a deposit method called Pay Near Me, where you could go to Seven Eleven and fund your account. I did one where I was like um, eating hot dogs as fast as I could. That, that was Brittany. That was a funny one. And then there was one with Todd where I was like drinking a Slurpee and I got a brain freeze and I yelled ice cold. And then the most recent one, I'm an Uber, I'm an Uber driver <laughs> taking a guy to the track, but he's not going to make it in time. So I'm telling well, that's okay. You can watch on your phone, TBG. And then um, he ran. I lost Correct. you there. Somebody, yeah, I lost somebody's you there trying for to a call me, so I had to decline like I usually do. Um, so he's, he's <laughs> recognizing me as a weaver, as his Uber driver, and then at the very end of the commercial, I go, ice cold! So, it, you know, they, they add a little bit of humor into the, into the message as well, but um, I, I don't think I'm quitting my day job to become an actor. Let's put it that way. Please don't. We just enjoy you too much on the television. You know, even though you're up there, you know, or like Todd says on the TVG and um, and uh, we just still we're all going to be in hope that you take a poke okay. at Todd just for the comedic that's, part that's of it. That's happening. You know? I, I was going to say, text me a reminder in a few hours. when uh, I, <laughs> I, I will. I will forget because I can't wait. <laughs> That'll be great because I'll tell you one thing. I've known Todd a long time. I've known Todd since 2000, and he can be infuriating, especially when he sings on TVG. And, uh, uh, you know, as much as he can be a lot of fun to listen to sometimes, but there are times that I feel like your friends. You know, I text you, you know, what the heck was that? You know, you know what is he doing? You know, but uh, and you end up being right, by the way. I'm going to try to even predict his his reaction. I'm going to say. You know, Todd, I was on the podcast with, with Bruno earlier today, and he's going to be like, ooh, you were on the podcast, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> call it now, how he's going to react to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, I want to do, uh, during Saratoga, I'm going to have you on again for the handicapping tournament. And what I'm going to do is I'm also going to bring Lazarica on board here and have all three of us do a, a podcast. People that have not heard Brian Lazarica uh, or don't know him, and, and he, he, like I said, he's the self-proclaimed head was the head head of uh, West Coast Operations for Racing with Bruno. He is a character, and he's a lot of fun. You get the, you two together, I can just sit back and let you do the podcast. He would be good at something like that because he can he can keep it keep it entertaining. But I do have to admit, you know, a uh, lot of when when we handicap, I like to bounce things uh, off of people, and more times than not. I'll, I'll ask lads, whether it's, you know, California or even Kentucky or New York, where you have other handicappers, including yourself, but I'll, I'll ask lads, like, you know, I like so-and-so in this race, but who do you guys like? And, and it is very helpful to me to get kind of a, a little bit of um, reassurance that either I'm on the right page or I'm not on the right page. 
Well, you know, one thing, you've always been a great friend of Racing with Bruno. You've used our products. You've, you've actually given us the plugs on the air. We thank you very much, Dave Weaver. And uh, we look forward to having you again on the show. I really enjoyed sharing this time with you with our fans. This podcast is sometimes it's not all about giving picks or giving ideas or handicapping, but getting people to know people. And if people get to know you and hear you, besides the persona you have on television, uh, I, I, I think it gets, it, gets away, it gets into a position to where people like you. And if they like you, they'll, they'll, they'll really, uh, you know, they'll really listen to what you have to say. Because a lot of people have it on mute at TVG. Until I come on. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just was needling again. I'm needling again. There it is, me needling. You know, but, um, but no, you do a great job. We enjoy, you know, watching you always have that little grin on your face, especially when you're getting bashed on by, by Todd. And uh, we, we, we sit at home laughing. You and Mike Joyce are the funniest guys. Mike's a, Mike's a character. He's out right now on uh, paternity leave. He just had a, a, a baby about a, a week ago, I believe. So mm-hmm. we'll see him back probably. Is that his that first? That is his third. Yeah, he has now. You mean Joyce is a father? He's had three kids, and I don't know about this. And a girl. So congrats to him. But oh, yeah, boy. when he comes back, he'll bring his humor with him for sure. Oh, he's hilarious. I mean, he has got the driest sense of humor. Except when you go out drinking with him, I mean, he gets a little sauced and he wants well, to fight everybody. Well, you know, there are, there are happy drunks like me, and then there's Mike Joyce. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And for people that don't know, back in the early 2000s, when we all lived, when, when I think TVG was over in Santa Monica, we all used to hang out together on Monday nights in Venice. We used to go to the, to the Whaler, then on over to uh-huh. Hanu. And it was Lazarica, you, uh, it was a guy named Steve, remember him? Um, Carruthers came out, Chappie. Greg Wolf, Gary Seibel, you know, Cha- oh, Chappie. How can we, Chappie of the, good, of the Morning Line Sports Show that I do every Sunday on KTLA and, and on Saturday at, uh, in, in Los Angeles, uh, the home of the Angels, if you want to follow that up. Uh, Chappie was, was my roommate. So, it, so it's like I have this, tvg family you know that that we deal with and we had a great time and i i think we burned a few few brain cells didn't we around those times (laughs) mike mike to me is more of a he's not gonna fight you but after two hours i think he would just rather just go to sleep oh now he would yes yes i remember when uh, was it uh chris now what was this the the guy that works at oak uh, out of uh does all the sales um, all, I mean, all the, the quarter horses out east at Rudoso and those places. He used to be the race oh, caller. Ketulak. What was his name? Katulak. When, when we were out one night and we all rode our bikes down the boardwalk and Katulak ran into the, into the uh, pier. <laughs> yeah. And he walked in with a heel bleeding. And what happened? Oh, I ran into, I mean, those are the kind of things that we experienced. So it is a TVG family of, of Katulag and Weaver and Shrupp and all those guys. We've all had this tied in life and racing and uh, wanted to share that with you a little bit out there because it, it makes you a little bit more look as more human than anything sure. and, else. Can you believe you know? it's been 20 years now, Bruno? We're, we're going to have a very special 20th anniversary show um, middle of July when we hit our official 20 year mark of our anniversary. So it's, it's just crazy to think that we've been able to make it that long. Cause Todd always says, 
you know, we didn't know we were going to make it 20 days, uh, on 20 right, years right. Know, after the first day of our launch. So here we are going strong uh, 20 years later. It's been great. You got a nice goal for us tonight before Here's I let you go? thing with me, Bruno. I would actually have, have to look at the race to have a nice goal. You know me. I'm, <laughs> on the I'm on in an hour and a half. I'll look when, when there's about three minutes to post. That's how I roll. <laughs> how does that work? How does that work? Do you go through? Uh, how, does, uh, how does Todd handle that? Todd, he, he is the, the biggest old school handicapper. He will not use an iPad. He will not use anything electronic. He has his form, paper form, circles, you know, writing all these notes on his form. And I just show up, pull up my iPad, look at a few things for a few minutes, and, and still end up with more winners than him. So what you're saying is, is, is Todd Shrupp is Kurt Hoover par dose, or they're just separated apart. Very, very close. I would actually say Kurt is even maybe – more advanced than Todd in, in that regard. Uh, no, uh, no way. Kurt actually does have an iPad, and I've seen him use the iPad for things where Todd has one, but he never, never wants to handicap off because he's just set in the way that he's used to picking winners, and that's fine. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to change if it's working for you and for him i guess i guess it is working for him that's just the way that he does it but i can just pull up i, I like i like the thoroughgraph numbers that that help me really be able to look at it in five seconds i, I can look at all the numbers and go, okay well this is the fastest horse and that, that that would be the quickest way for me to handicap if i really did need to do something on the fly so when people watching you today and they see you smiling, they realize you just got finished handicapping in three minutes. three seconds. Also, there's, there's what's <laughs> called the Bruno cheat sheet, which helps me because I'll let you do the work for me and then I don't have to do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> David, David, I love you, man. You've always been one of my favorite people and I really enjoy all the success you've had. It's all well-deserved. You've done a lot of hard work other than the three seconds of handicapping that you're going to put into today. But, uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us because this was like me, you sitting with a beer at the bar, shooting the, shooting the, shooting the shit. Yeah. Basically that's basically the bottom line. Which you know, is my favorite thing to do. You know, I got to tell you, you know, probably 15 of my best friends I have met either through, you know, TVG or, um, or the racetrack, just having a beer and eventually, you know, having another beer when I see you again and just becoming great friends over the years. That's that's kind of how it works. Well, I hope you make it to Saratoga. If you do, we got a special uh, place we're going to go. We're going to Embassy Suites. We'll sit at the lounge. We'll have a couple of beers, talk to the fans out that. there and promote this and promote the Saratoga for Horses. Dave, you can always stay with me, too. You can stay in the Lazaru- Lazarica Suite in the back just <laughs> – you know, just don't don't breathe in very heavily. You know, so there's, uh, a, there's a chance I might get there in early August. I believe I'm going to be covering the Hamiltonian. At least I'm going to make a pitch for for that again this year for TVG, which is on a Saturday, first Saturday in August. And if if, if that's the case, I would try to come out early and maybe catch the Wednesday Thursday cards at Saratoga that that week before. Come on up, you got a place awesome. to stay. 
we've handled all of our business right there, you know, dirty laundry right out, right out here on the podcast. <laughs> David, I've enjoyed it. Go to go to work. We'll look forward to watching you tonight. And make sure you take a focus. And that was tonight. also the tease to get the ice cold exacta. I guess you're going to have to watch tonight. Yes, one more time before I mean, we go. To get the ice cold exacta. <laughs> you're going to have to watch tonight. Fantastic. I'm going to have to call Lazarique and say you're going to have to listen to this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so make sure tonight you tune in to Dave Weaver and Todd Shrupp for T- on TVG. For the Churchill Downs card, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for first post. And see if Dave Weaver actually takes a poke at Todd. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I had a lot of fun. To me, it was just sitting around talking to my buddy. And I hope you enjoyed that too. Thank you.